So I think it's important that we give folks a man cold update. Sure. Yep. Update them on your man cold. We're recording this a few days, four days after, five days. So to the other one. Yeah. So this this is day four of the man cold, and I I want to report to everybody who was worried about me. All six of you out there who were worried about me, I'm starting to feel better. Everybody is so relieved right now. Yeah. They're really, really relieved. It's a real exciting day. I feel mm-hmm. better. Thank mm-hmm. God. Four and days. Thank you to my, such a long thank time. Thank you to my, my caring <laughs> partner for life <laughs> who took such good care of me <laughs> yeah, over the right. last four days. Who, you mean who harassed you for lying around? That one? That partner? Yeah. Her. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it means, means the world to me, having mm. you by my side, oh. walking me through the difficult times that I face. It's tough. Well, I'm so glad to hear you're pulling through. It's good to see you up and about, getting things done. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling your weight <laughs> around here. I never do that. Well, <laughs> I'm always pulling my weight around, but. <laughs> Why? Oh, then, that's a terrible um, sound. My second thing I was going to talk about hmm. was, because I thought it was going to work, because it was working in my mind, was the 2009 iMac that we <laughs> just had refurbished. That didn't work. It was so close. So close. So, folks, but we, so we far. bought this iMac when we were living in Maine. I don't know. 2009. Actually, it was probably a 2008 iMac. It was a refurbished iMac. And it was refurbished as it was. <laughs> it was but, refurbished. But it, was a, it was from that that year, though. It wasn't like a 10 year old. No, but it was iMac still not it. new. It wasn't new. It was basically new. Okay, anyway, sure. so we had it hanging around the house. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take it to a computer shop in the town. See if you can. I read some articles that said that they actually there's ways to make them kind of speed up and work almost like brand new. And then the guy had it for like I don't two know, months, month. I feel like. <laughs> but we finally got it back and it, it, it is fast, much faster than it was before. And he put a new solid state hard drive in and up the memory a little bit and works good. So I'm thinking we were thinking maybe we can use this in the studio, at least for now. Buy us some time before we have to buy a new computer for the studio. And I got it all up and running. And I said, I, I said, I'm not coming down until you, you have so it. So you're going to turn this up. against me, even though it's really not my fault. <laughs> I know it wasn't, but I said, I'm not coming down until you have, I'm not standing there for another half of an hour waiting for you to get the technology working. So he said, it's all set. So I came down. And it was almost all set. <laughs> so close. Because the one to thing being the one working. thing I couldn't actually being working. That's good. Make sure it was working was you hearing me in your headset. Right. Because everything else was working. But for some weird reason, it couldn't do the I don't know. It could not handle. So I think that, it, that was the hardware. It's just it's old, it's old. and just couldn't handle Sadly, that many inputs. It was like such a good little redemption story of a what was, old I think, computer. I think we can use it still and it'll be... Being repurposed. We'll find a way that the kids can use it for some basic stuff or we can use it to show photos or we'll find a way to use it. I don't know where. It's big. It's really big. It's a big screen. We don't really have like a spot for... 
I don't have like an office spot downstairs. But still, for a few hundred dollars, you got a basically yeah. a kind of updated, m- updated Mac. Yeah. computer. Yeah. So yeah, so that's so exciting. So we had all this, and, and the reason why we're recording this is so we we have recorded on Monday night that just came out yesterday, and I know all six of you are really just so excited about all of this, and we're recording on Friday night because we're about to finally go on a vacation. Yes. We typically go up north yeah. in the summer. And because of lots of different reasons, we couldn't get up there this summer. So we are going up north, leaving yeah, on I mean, Sunday. It's, we took a vacation. In, Staycation. In August, right? But it, really, but it wasn't. We didn't even yeah, do anything it's not the really same thing. It's nice. It'll be nice just to get away. It's nice getting away, isn't it? Just getting away from your normal house sometimes. It's just, yeah. it's like a break. It's just a break in, I don't know, monotony, but routine. Routine. Different surroundings I, 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 are always helpful. I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't, you've been able to go into your office and actually be with your teammates. Yes. Which has been really I try going awesome. to the office and sometimes there are people there, sometimes they're not because our building is still closed. You're still like alone. Officially closed. And so it, 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 that breaks up the routine. But it's not the same thing. And so I really I felt like I'm just kind of in prison at home. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that Absolutely. are in that same boat that it's got to be really and, tough. And I'm not complaining in some no, ways, right? Because it's a blessing to be able to be home. And I've enjoyed all of it and still been fairly productive. And a lot of good things are happening. But And I love seeing the kids and you every day and all day. But I'm looking forward to Being just be driving away for a little while and just mm-hmm. getting out of... I have looked forward to my office time because it's quiet. It's just a different environment. I mean, you're up in the office, but I don't, when I'm working from home, I don't have an office space because you're in the only office space we have. So when I'm working from home, I'm literally working around children and life and working in the midst of crazy. I go into my office, it's like, oh, it's quiet. I can think and I can get work done and talk to people. And So we're looking forward. My parents have a cabin up in New Hampshire, Hampshire. New Hampshire? New Hampshire. The Shire? West of Lincoln. It's in the Shire? It's in the Shire. Oh, my word. They, they're hobbits. It's one of our favorite things each year is to go up there and visit with them. And the kids, the kids enjoy the it. cabin. Mm, they love it. So we're excited about that. And then we're going to visit with some friends in Maine. I still have the idea of us somehow trying to wait, find a way to record a podcast episode with oh our friends gosh. in Maine. There's no way we're taking all this equipment. No, no. We'd have, we'd have to modify yeah, okay. The anyway. game plan. Anyways, well, anyway, folks. I'll think about that. Welcome to no, another. No, no, welcome. no, no. Welcome. Stop. Why? Because I had one more thing. Oh, my gosh. This banter is going to be the whole episode. People love the banter. Do what they? Do you know? Yes. Do people, they? We could do whole episodes like this where we're just talking about frivolity. Who would listen to People us? listen to that, honey. Okay. Yeah, sure. People like listening to other people be normal. Because there's Are we so, normal? I think we're fairly normal. <laughs> There's so much crazy so in the world today. That is true. People is like listening to people who aren't angry all the time. Well, well you're, you're, angry. you're angry. You're an angry too. person. You're, you're, I'm not you're, an angry person. Yeah. Only with you. And I have good cause for that most days. <laughs> Your face is priceless. 
What is the other thing you wanted to talk about before this goes on for oh, another oh, hour? Oh, yeah. I had one more thing, and, and it was very simple. Mm. Are you looking forward to losing again? Oh, my word. I just <laughs> I know you had to bring it back. And I don't want to hear about it. It's too bad because we're not going to record an episode until like after like the next week of games. But anyways, I'm playing, I'm playing the defending The reality is I have, I have two, two guys who are questionable and then one that just went from questionable to out. And I, I, my, my sub on the bench averages three to four points a game. You got to be better. You have to be better. That's what my bench is. I have zero points on my bench. There's talent out there. You need to go find it. I might actually have to drop somebody. You're not going to help me with it. Your son will. You know what? My son will. I know more than him. Doesn't matter. You give awful advice. People lose when they take your advice. Have you ever won fantasy football? Yes. In the last 10 years? Yes. Mm, Are you stretching the truth? No. <laughs> you have a you have the lying face on. First of all, I won when we were in Maine. I won the league I was in. I was in in Maine. Fine. I have finished second place in the league I've been in for twenty years. That's not winning. Second place is the first loser. Once I finished third twice. I've led what in you, points the last three years in a have row. Have you won that league? I have not won the Thank big you. trophy. All right. Yeah. That's all. That's all I want. But I'm doing well this year. Anyway, folks, welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners. Definitely emphasis one. on the sinners <laughs> trying to raise saints. <laughs> that was so jerky. Couple of sinners looking right at me. So we decided. We decided appropriately, yeah, based on how this is going, actually, yeah, to talk about discipline, mm. as in disciplining our children. Mm-hmm. Not our spouses. Not disciplining each other. But it is our job to help each other get to heaven. But we don't use discipline there. We're using encouragement and, you know, it's not discipline. <laughs> I have an itchy nose. Why are you looking at me like I'm itching my nose? I heard it through the headphones. <laughs> Can you hear this? That's disgusting. <laughs> Itching my nose. I have a big nose. It's, it so, just makes noise when I itch just, it. Hey, hey, listen, you're born with it. <laughs> That's not my fault. Okay, so we did decide to talk about discipline. Yeah, and, and so the first thing we just listen, folks. This, this is a controversial topic. This is Michael and Laurie Levine talking here, and as you know, know we, we tend to talk about. Go ahead. Oh, they're the people out there who love when we antagonize each other are going to enjoy this episode. I, this is just our normal life. <laughs> Anybody who knows us knows Which, that. Which ironically was the point <laughs> I was about to make. Uh, we are just sharing with you how Michael and Laurie Levine, they already know who you are. How we. Wow. That was such <laughs> an awful impersonation of me. Oh. Anyway, keep going. Me, 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 me. How we have tried to discipline our children. We are not talking about disciplining your children. <laughs> we are not talking nope. about no thanks. How every other family on earth is. We are sharing with you because the whole point of this podcast is to share our personal to, lives. To share how we try to do these things <laughs> to the best <laughs> of our abilities. And to give you a window. There's going to be a hundred people oh, experts out. <laughs> There'll be a hundred <laughs> experts out there. Who will simply disagree with us? Yep, there are lots of experts out there. On We're not one experts. point, two points, fifteen points. 
And I just want to say this on behalf of my wife. You going to speak on behalf of? Yes, her? I am. All right, let me see what you. Have I to don't say. care what those experts think that about is true. how we're trying to raise our children, discipline our children. So correct. We well, we're going to we, ha- we have to answer to God. The experts Amen. do not. And but they have to answer to God for their own not, selves. We're they not can't always right for our either. And so and what right. works and what has worked for us. We've made lots of mistakes. Amen to that. And what works for us may not work for you. Maybe one or two of the things we mentioned here today will help you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't. That's okay. And that's okay, folks, right? And I think this is the ironic, I keep saying ironic, I've said it like three or four times today. Have you? Yeah. Interestingly, <laughs> nah, see, ironic, nah, I don't know if ironic was even the right word. Anyways, you, you use the word folks more than you use the word ironic. I'm just saying. I like saying folks. You say folks. Okay, folks. I do that on purpose. Folks. Like, that's, that's my all, thing. See, I just think about that's all, folks, from but, Looney Tunes. Whatever. But that's my thing. Don't take my thing away from me. No, no. You can have your thing. There, there I'm are not things. taking anything away from you. I didn't take it away from you. I was pointing it out. Go ahead. Keep talking. So our hope in doing this podcast is to share things, some that might work for you, some that might not. You don't need to get angry with us about it. You don't need to. Cause <laughs> you don't the same, need to be angry We with have us. talked to lots of people in our lives over the first 16 and a half years of marriage. And some things people have shared with us has worked. Some things haven't. Some things we disagree with. We don't actually go back to those people and go, you're the worst people on the face of the planet. <laughs> Why are people doing that to us? No, no, no. But I'm just, <laughs> I think in the climate that we're living in today. It is a very volatile climate. Should, like, you have we, an opinion. That's not we my should opinion. Be able to I hate sh- you. I hate you now. Right. You're the worst. Right. And that's it. But we hopefully- <laughs> Now we I as, loathe you for all eternity. Hopefully we as parents, especially in these difficult times, are able to rise above that. And the common bond that we have is trying to raise children. And so hopefully we can dialogue. doesn't mean we have to agree with each other, but share our ideas Sometimes debate them. That's okay too. And be okay with that as adults and walk away. I know I'm asking a lot of the world. You think the whole world is listening to our podcast? I have have so much more energy tonight. Do you sense that? Oh, yeah. No, I don't feel, I still don't feel great, but I. I mean, I'm just going to let you do this podcast since I did the last one. That's ridiculous. All right. So you you mentioned we we, we talked a little bit about kind of how to. the approach this topic. Yeah, because it's we didn't want to kind of turn this topic. into a 70-minute podcast. And um, and so we kind of came up with basically about what's about five general kind of points that we want to raise. And you raised one of the first things to cover kind of the overarching theme is that our children are not our friends. Or our I don't know what else did I say. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what did I say? I was say? like <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what we were just talking about. I wasn't memorizing everything I said. <laughs> Equals. Oh, yes, I did say that. It was a great line. Wow. I'm so glad you remember my lines. I don't remember them. I typed it. Otherwise, I never would have remembered that. No, I think think there is a common thought out there that's been around for the probably last, I don't even know, couple generations, whatever, maybe the last generation specifically, but maybe even before that too, that children are like equals. And there have been times throughout society, long-term society, where children were literally less than human. I mean, they weren't even, they were treated horribly in society. And it's come to this pendulum, I think sometimes has, 
I think today it's swung. Isn't it? But isn't it both today? Isn't it's it both. weird? We, You're right. It it's is almost a, like both extremes. Both are extreme. The idea of children's art, my friend, are equal to me, and look what we're doing to undermine children being able to be children in our culture today. It's so true. we we talked about that. So it is. It in is a previous really, episode. You but, can see it both. But yeah. the the idea of popular parenting that you you know discipline is bad. That's 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 out there. I mean, I've seen that a lot on social media and things like that about like, oh, no, you can't discipline. Like you have to just talk to your kids either like they're adults, like they're equals to you. Um, yeah, like they have an equal say. Like they have right? an equal say <laughs> in what happens. We don't run our house that way. So that's <laughs> my just- favorite, My famous line to my kids is, who owns this house? And sometimes they answer, mommy. Fair enough, but that, that's, a, that's a fine so, well, answer. Well, it's mommy and daddy. The point being, though, is it's, it's not you. It's not them, right. Yeah. And so I think that's a starting premise for us. The way we've operated is that our job, God gave us this job. Mm -hmm. God gave us the job of caring for these little people and helping to raise them into adult people and helping most importantly, to help them to be holy and get to heaven. We're really just a couple of sinners trying to oh, raise... Oh, my word. Yeah, that's basically... Yeah, that's where we get the tagline. That's kind of how we just have always thought about ourselves, obviously, is just helping to raise these kids in the faith and helping them get to heaven. I know I this piece of string I found and I tied it. It's around my finger. I do that sometimes with things. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Tie string around your finger? Well, I have. I had like some twisty ties. like a ties. fidget cube for I had, me, basically. I had twisty ties on the desk for like three months. And you... Tie them would, around your finger. Oh would, yeah, and you and would, twist them around, spin them, spin them around. around. Yeah, that's what during I'm literally meetings. doing with this. I'll be doing that all day long during meetings. <laughs> you need a real fidget cube. Staring, so this staring, was the fidget cube the before there were fidget cubes. It's See, a better. It's, it's a better. string and it's tied around my finger and it's keeping me. I used to doodle, but I never have pads around anymore, so I can't doodle. You can't doodle. So, anyways, you know, I used to say when I used to teach, and you know this, I used to say to the students first day of class, I, "I'm not here to be your friends. I have friends." Mm -hmm. Like I, and I was, and I wasn't, they, some of the kids were like, oh, my words are so mean. But most of the kids got it. Wasn't that I wouldn't be friendly with them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I wouldn't be friend them in a way, but they're not my equals. Right. They're not my friends. I'm not going to hang out with them. Well, that's good. Could you be arrested? Not anymore. Cause they're all like in their thirties, but. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I mean, at the time. Right. But it's my, not I had a job. I was paid to be there to do a very specific job. And that was teach them I think that's a subject, the, right? the important and, thing is knowing your role. Like, so yeah. our role as parent is not friend. We, we, we give our kids friends and we love our children, but they're not our equal friend wise friends are supposed to be people that are kind of at your state of life that you can share common state of life with and your kids you're sharing a bond closer than friendship with them but it's not friendship it's it's parenting and and, <laughs> and yes before those of you start losing your minds you have to be oh, my kids are adults and i am yes absolutely and that's a different kind of world that, might, that, you're living that doesn't in. happen to everybody yeah but that's a legitimate thing where your bond turns into adult friendship. But and I feel that way with my parents, but they're still my parents. But exactly. I was going to say that, yeah. So yes, I'm, I I feel very close to my parents in a friendship type of way, but I don't look at them the same exact See, way I look at my my best friends. Yeah, I would argue. I, they're my parents. I would argue, and this is a whole other podcast episode talking about the, the fourth commandment, but there's something about the parent-child 
relationship where even though I can have adult conversation with my parents, and yes, I am, uh, I am uh, more equal, I guess, in a way, because I now have children that I'm raising. They've been through that. I still owe them. They're still due a respect, a certain respect mm-hmm. that is unique to them. Because of As that relationship, right? Because there's a, there's, I mean, it's such an important relationship that there's a commandment about it. Yeah. Like, that's think, how important it is. I actually think, because that we commandment has- We could do a has, whole podcast. We will, like I think. We'll do a whole podcast. We've talked about doing this topic, because there's another element to that that has to do more with taking care of them in their, their older age. And we, we should, that'd be a great podcast to have to do. And we're kind of getting, we're not, get, we're not really getting off beaten track because this is so, this is so important and basic to- our whole idea of disciplining our children. So it starts with a foundational element that we, our relationship with them is such that we need to guide them and mold them, giving them the right parameters in which to be free. Because I think that's where we've missed out as society as a whole thinks that freedom means doing whatever you want. And I think we talked about that in a previous episode, that that's not truly the meaning of freedom. Freedom, freedom um, is, is the idea of I'm, I'm now able to be the best version of myself because I've aligned myself with who God is at, who God is actually calling me to be. And now I'm truly free to be the best person I can be. And we do that in the parameters of rules and <laughs> following uh, following go ahead reasonable rules of course we can't just not frivolity and we're going to talk about that actually but yes and and there are studies that have proven this by the way this is not just anecdotally people i'm assuming know that but there are studies that have been done to show this with students and with children and that reasonable boundaries and rules that are put into place and with the goal of helping our children to find their way will help them to shockingly find their way. Right. That's the whole point of it. It's like putting bumpers on a, a on a bowling ball lane. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's not, actually, it's kind of... The, the bumpers. The bumpers are... Anyways, uh, but that's so, kind of what we're thinking here, right? And they, I think... Gonna, yeah. I think... So to get more concrete, because obviously we're we're really up here. Do you have some... Oh, because you want to... Well, I was another gonna, point I was, to raise. I, Go I was ahead. Walk Bring us, us to the, the next point. That's what you want to do: was move into. Yes, uh, yeah. move into. So I thought after so that for kind of overarching children and our friends or equals, and by the way, these are, these are all Laurie's points. She are they? Yeah, you laid out this outline. I have no idea. You're brilliant. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, you're you're really talented. I'm brilliant. This is folks. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been known to be brilliant. Okay. It's just not an attribute that this, anyone it, funny, yeah, super friendly, yeah, this topic, outgoing. This topic, sure, brilliant. Setting up these Negative. points, you were brilliant. <laughs> not brilliant at all. Not true. Um, you talked about the point of we need to be a team. Yes, exactly. So, because I was going to say the reason why I wanted to do that second was you and I literally talked about these things before we had children. Like we started the conversation about discipline and we had conversations about working with young people and children and then talking about parenting Mm -hmm. when we were engaged. (laughs) 
Because that's really the right time to do it because yeah. you want to make sure, hey, guess what? If there's something really horrible here that we're not agreeing with, maybe this isn't a good idea. You know, Laurie, I really think our <laughs> kid should just be able to do whatever he wants to do. I mean, because that's how you figure things out in life. You know, Michael, you're a really nice guy, but this isn't going to work <laughs> out. So being on the same page is really important. And that that's obviously the ideal. That's not always the case. That's not always the case in marriages, as we've talked about before. I mean, it's just there's no perfect marriage. We're not perfectly married. We have plenty of uh, issues and we fight and everything else. And so sorry about that. you whacking things in the microphone. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not perfect. So you get to hear us banter and have fun with each other. But we have, we have some good knockdown drag out fights and we're not a perfect marriage and a perfect couple. But we understand <laughs> we understand reconciliation and talking and so yeah. Yeah, let's not make the point is I don't want to make the mistake of making it sound like we're always on the same page. Because we like, have had people perfect. and we have had people kind of make those kind of comments. Yes. And which we are is quick really to kind of be like, oh like, buddy, you don't know us. And there are people who have just accused of it us of that kind of stuff, even though we've never I don't think we act like that. But them ever. We're not. <laughs> we're sinners when we say a couple of sinners trying to raise hands we really believe in that we know but at the same time we're also not going to shy away from speaking our minds and talking about the things that we've tried and things that have worked and haven't worked so so my point but, my point was that we try to be on the same page right. we do disagree sometimes with things and we have Never. to we have to talk it out and decide obviously what we're going to do somebody has to say alright fine we'll do it and that's in disciplining, that's happened to us plenty of times where I say, I think we should do this, or you say, I think we should do this, and I disagree, or you disagree. And we, one of us says, okay, we'll we'll go with your way and see what happens and hope for the best, you know? And that happens, and it's okay. But having the conversations are really important. Not just that, and then having the other person's back. Yes. Because you can't just do the, because we also, we have done this, where we go with one person's way. And then it doesn't work. And the other person goes, See, told you. I said we should do this and everything else. And that undermines. And we're, again, we're, we're sinners. We've done it to we each other. We have done this, yes. And we've had to apologize because that undermines the team because we're a team. And it also has the kids. I mean, you know, I'm sure many of you can relate to growing up and asking your dad one thing. And maybe he says no. And you say, I'm going to ask mom instead. And mom says yes. And then you're like, well, mom said yes. And, you know, and that happens to us by accident sometimes because we haven't talked about it. So, but on big things, we have to be on the same page. I was just watching on my, my, my uh, man cold bed. I was watching the movie <laughs> Money, man cold Moneyball. Moneyball is a movie came out, I think in 2011. I had never seen it. And long and short of it, it's about a Billy Bean, who's a general manager of the Oakland A's, and changed the way you build a baseball team. But there was actually, it's funny, there was a scene in there where the general manager, Billy Bean, had to make a very tough decision in front of the manager. Now, some of this is really happened. Some of it's just the movie kind of, you know, making something more of it. But his sidekick, his second in command, so assistant general manager, who assistant had, to the general manager? <laughs> had, who had like very little experience per the movie. I think he had more experience in, in actual real life. He had said to him before they walked into the room, we don't have to always apologize for the decisions that we make. And he kind of made the point of, and we also have to be, we have to be on the same page here. So it, it was this point. Hmm. And, but the kid didn't really know what Billy Bean was going to do in this meeting. And it was really, he, he told the manager one guy he had just traded 
and he told another player who came in in front of the manager and this sidekick that he was just traded. So, and the sidekick kind of knew something was happening, but didn't know it was that and didn't know he was going to tell them all this way. And as he was leaving, so the general manager walked out of the room. And as the kid was leaving, the uh, coach of the team, who was now angry, very angry at what had just happened, looked at, looked at the kid and said, The sidekick? Yes. You can't possibly agree with this, can you? And it was a, and then there was a dramatic pause. And the sidekick just matter of fact looked at him and said, I 100% support what just happened in here and walked out. By the way, the long and short of it is. Don't they tell were, us the home movie. Well, they had a losing season. It's, it's history. And they ended up winning 20 straight games. They set a record for the most, the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball history that season. Anyways. Great. By the way, good movie. I highly recommend that movie. If you haven't seen it, watch. That was a real yawn. I know. I, it was a long side. But it just it's funny because that scene was exactly what you were yes. just talking about. And the idea of even if we disagree, that that was that that was the point. That's the, what I'm saying. The sidekick that we have to be able to him. be he there for each other. Yeah, so, so as a team, don't punish <laughs> for the sake of punishment. Okay, no, so, no. So then we had so we had game plan ahead of time. Game planning ahead of time. Have each other's back. Yep, I see. Big that. issues. So sometimes there are things that happen. Oh yeah, that are just a kid does something, just. Like you hadn't, didn't see it coming. It was bigger. It's a bigger thing than you. I'm not going to, this typically happens that kids start entering into teenage years. Right. Not always, but the kid just does something that you just didn't see coming out of left field. It's pretty big. And you go, we can't react to this right now. And we've had to tell. So this has happened with our, our eldest child. And we just had to say to him, we need to talk about this. Because we didn't want to react in the moment. Because that's not, it's not fair to the to the child and it's not fair to yourselves to react out of emotion. Because a lot of times, so there's, of course, there's reactions that happen out of emotion when something happens that you're kind of taken aback or whatever. If they've done something that you're like, what? And, but, t- you know, okay, yep, I've yelled and done that kind of stuff and reacted. But then to think of the disciplinary action. So Correct. what are we going to do about it Correct. now? What is the consequence for your actions? Because, and that's what I think we, I want to get into yeah, next, right. is really talking about consequences for actions. Because that's life. There are consequences to our actions. We can't just do whatever we want and and get away with it. If you slack off in a job, you're going to get fired. If you're But that's not fair. Right. And so life isn't fair. Beep. Wake up. I don't know what that means. <laughs> life isn't fair. Get over it. I don't know no, the beep. <laughs> you you don't know what a beep means. Yeah. Well, not in that situation. You're I, like I couldn't envision what a word that was. No, it wasn't a it wasn't a word. It was just like a you know expl- explicit you know. Oh, I see. Like punctuation mark. It was a punctuation mark. It was like adding some emotion to it. I added emotion. But you're not supposed it. to act out of your emotions. <laughs> no, we don't make decisions out of. Emotions. Oh, right. You can right. definitely act out of emotions. Okay. That's okay. So, but the point is that <laughs> st- stepping aside, saying, yes. "Look." I'm really angry with you right yep. now, child. You broke our trust. You, you, whatever, whatever you is. did. And we're going to talk about this and we're going to decide what happens to you next. And by <laughs> and the way, you can't do that with a three-year-old. Right? 
No, this is not. This is so just I'm teenagers. Just, I'm making, we are, in this moment, these big issues, yes, are having to do with our kids are getting older. And making decisions, full well knowledge that things are wrong yes. and doing it anyway kind of thing. And that's yes. what, I mean, everybody goes through that. So, right. so anyhow, it just... For us so far, we've been only parenting teenagers for a few years, so we're not like expert. Two and, two and a half years. Yeah. So the point is that we're still in the thick of it and we'll be in the thick of it from now until pretty much the end of our lives. The only thing we, we have, have going for us and... is we both work with teenagers for many, many years. <laughs> so at least, and we were teenagers, of course. So Oh, we have that going for us? Nobody else does. Nobody else was teenagers. Well, no, they have that one, but they may not necessarily have worked with teenagers. Right. And, and some people, it's a tough Underlining adolescent psychology and yeah. So, but it, but I would say it the point I was going to make is. Easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like. doesn't matter. It does. It's it, your kid. It's your kid. Right. And so, okay. So just. He's your kid. That's nice. He is. I'll take full responsibility. He's a good kid. So anyway, I think there's a couple points of this as kids get older. So discipline has to change. Discipline changes even as I've told our children as they've grown. Um, certain children need to be disciplined certain ways, certain temperaments. I know we haven't really gone into temperaments much, but they're are certain techniques that work with certain kids for discipline and, yeah, and does, not yeah. other kids. Yeah. And that's just the reality. And knowing your children is really important. Knowing what kind My of My parents knew me well because the biggest- Personality. The best way they could like cut my legs out from underneath me was make me nail in a corner and be silent. Wow. That was the worst. Or send me, send me to my room by myself. Either one of those was the- When I was sent to my room, I jumped out the window. I was a much better child than you were. We lived on, on, in a ranch, and so my brother and I would be sent to fell, our rooms. I would have fell into the stream, broke and my we, leg. Yeah, you, <laughs> and we would we would knock on the wall because our rooms were so right ridiculous. next to each other. And we would sneak out of the window and sneak dip down and, you know, underneath the windows. And we would go to the backyard and quietly play. Speaking of discipline... I just got a text while we're – that's what that ding was, by the way, everybody. Why are you telling us about the text? It's funny because it has to do with discipline. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't tell you about it. Oh, tell me. It's Mariana saying to us, Celeste is down here. Celeste is supposed to be going to bed. It's well past her bedtime. But she is one of the most stubborn children for bedtime. Do you want me to go deal with this and you keep talking or <sighs> – No, let her deal with it. So anyway, I think it's important that we be realistic when we're disciplining. Set, setting realistic goals. We've always tried to do that. Realistic. Someone's banging upstairs. Realistic consequences, things that make sense. It's hard to do. Sometimes we want to, because we're so angry, we want to react in the moment and say something that's really not realistic, but we have to. Which I struggle with. Well, I struggle with it too. No, you it's, don't. I do. It's it's hard because- No, you don't punish kids for like three months. Oh, no, I want to. <laughs> Sometimes I want to sell them to the gypsies. Yeah, but I actually do it. I try <laughs> to. Sometimes you do. <laughs> and it's tough because they push, sometimes they push you to the limit where you just don't know what to do with them. And you, but I think it's really important. We both have agreed that it's really important to be consistent 
So if we're going to punish, if we're going to say we're punishing them for a certain amount of time, then we have to punish them for a certain amount of time. And for our kids, different things we've done with different children. I mean, we've punished, taken away things that are important to them. Electronics, usually for our kids, movies, things like that. Video games. Eating. Things that they like. (laughs) Eating. No, not eating. You will not eat for three months. (laughs) It's good to hear you laugh. You love hearing me laugh. No, not things like that. But there, but for certain children, we have certain children who food is really important to, and not that That's like how important. I you. <laughs> sleep and food. Sleep. That would be a punishment. That is a punishment for me when I don't get enough sleep <laughs> and food. But certain kids that like, if you say, oh, everybody's having a treat after lunch and you know what, you're not having that treat because you were rude to mommy or you did blah, blah, blah. I mean, and sometimes they literally think that you just made them sleep on a bed of nails for a month (laughs) because they can't have the lollipop everybody else is having or something like that. And being consistent is really important, but also communicating to them after they're done throwing their mm-hmm. fit, because usually the younger ones, so we're talking like seven and down, there's usually a fit involved that sometimes is what needs the discipline, but a fit. So just a, just a word on toddlers and fits, because we've seen plenty of toddlers and fits. So maybe you're in that stage or you know somebody who is and their kids take these massive fits. My My process with fits and yours too, but I'm usually the one during the day who's had to deal with all the fits. Hose them down. <laughs> no, we have had to put put children in a cold shower before, but that's not related to the this particular fit that I'm norm. talking about. It's not the norm, but that letting them take the fit in a safe environment and ignoring them and not giving them the attention that they're clearly trying to get feeding into the fit. Like if they're taking a fit and then you say, that's it, you're punished from this, then they're screaming louder now. And then you're just exacerbating the problem and you can't have a rational conversation with this little person. And maybe the little person is not at rational age anyways, because that's- No, but my kid, my (laughs) three-year-old, I can talk to rationally. Yes. Yes. You're very smart three-year-olds. Most three-year-olds, at least all of our three-year-olds- you can have semi-rational conversations with them, but really when they're going to take a fit, they're going to take a fit. And what they need, what what I've always said, we've always said, your line. I have a line? Yes, you have a line. Line. <laughs> you have a line that you use that I've, ad- I've, adapt- I've adopted that line. Remind and I use me. It. Um, it has to do with terrorists. We <laughs> we don't negotiate with terrorists. That is your line. That is my line. And that is it's a, not really my line. Well, no, I mean it's not your line per se, but we use that a lot in disciplining because the reality is that we're in charge. And the minute they throw a fit or whine and we give in, now we have negotiated with that particular small terrorist. And they get if they get their way. Then they're going yeah, right. to know to, it's just basic yeah. psychology, right? They they know that they know they've gotten their way from acting a certain way, right. from behaving a certain way, and they're going to continue that behavior. Sometimes we've learned through the years that the little one throws a fit, and it's not the cause of all of it is something else. 
That's usually the case. So with this lack, small one. lack of sleep isn't. Everybody knows that one. Kids overtired. Blood kids sugar. Are, so you have to be a little. But that's a big one. We've blood had sugar. kids Kid with is, blood they're sugar hungry. Um, we didn't realize that big. They didn't eat their bowl of cereal in the morning, which doesn't happen often, but it happens. And they're just throwing this fit at an unusual time. And it took us a few kids. Uh, really, by no, number two, really not, number yeah. two, we started realizing: could it be that they're hungry? Their blood sugar dropped, feed a little bit, everything just miraculously yeah. changes. So and that I, does happen sometimes. So if you haven't figured that one out yet with the little ones, that definitely can be something to keep in mind because that's the other reason why I pause button, not overreacting to the fit, gives us a chance. The re- We're supposed to be the ones who are reasonable, <laughs> gives us the chance to maybe, oh, it could be, it could be that, it could be that. Or sometimes it could be they're just being they're just being a kid, a, stinker. a little child who's yeah, yeah a who terrorist. wants their way, right? And then you can't negotiate, and, and then you deal with that. And yeah. the thing is, one of the things I've said to the kids time and time again is, you know that when you whine, you don't get your way. That's not how we operate in this house. So, but I really wanna, and I'm, and 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 uh, well, now you've you've definitely I want solidified a transformer it. for Christmas. <laughs> the twelve paints of Christmas. You've solidified that you're definitely not getting whatever it is that you were asking for. And I think we we and by the way, folks, had that. And there are times. Okay, there are times. I'm only gonna I'm gonna self admit where I've given in to something. Usually, it's small though, out of expediency. And then I always regret that I've done that because the point Laurie's made is that it only exacerbates the kid's position. And then I have the to realize. Position, they have the position of power. Yeah. And then I've realized, ooh, that wasn't good. And then I've got to almost like play catch up with that child on that particular day. And these are usually when Laurie's not here, which is very <laughs> rare, but it happens. And it's not overall the kids are great. Um, and then I have to realize, no, I can't take the easy. And this is the key, right? It's taking, the easy thinking way. Thinking is thinking is the easy it, way. It's easy for the short term, but and long term, it's a nightmare. horrible yeah. nightmare. Yes. Long term. And actually, one of the kids just said to me the other day, one of the younger ones, when I'm when I have kids, I'm going to say <laughs> yes to everything they ask for. And I said, oh wow, good luck with that. You're going to create some really horrible kids, and they're going to burn good your luck. house down with yeah. you in it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I will laugh from the sidelines. <laughs> no, I mean, but obviously she doesn't get it, you know, right now. But I just said, that's not, that's not what creates a good, holy, obedient well, child. Well, I've heard us both that you're the same line with this particular child, by the way, but all <laughs> our kids. But what's our job? We ask the question, what's our job? Yep. But what's mommy and daddy's job? What's our job? And that we remind them of that on a regular basis. Constantly, yeah. So why did I get punished? So that's the thing. And just going back to after there's some kind of punishment um, and, and the fit has died down or the anger or the child has been in their room in isolation and has finally um, settled down because I will, my line is, I'm not talking to you till you're quiet. So you'll stay up here till you're quiet. And then when you're quiet, I'll talk to you about it. I'm not having this conversation with a screaming child. So I'll go down, I can hear the screaming. And then when I hear the screaming stop, I'll go up after a few minutes and say, and usually they're quiet and somewhat remorseful. And I'll say, what what do you have to say to mommy for your behavior? And then have them apologize. They apologize. And then I say, okay, well, let's talk about it. You know, what was going on? So there's a conversation that happens. It's not just 
you're punished. It's not for the yeah, pun- as it's you said punishment. It's not punishment for the sake right, of punishment, right. and that we don't ever talk about. It. They understand that punishment comes from doing the wrong things. Guess what? Eternal punishment happens when we live not according to God's law. Like this isn't something we made up. You know, this isn't something. This is how God has made us to act according to his laws. He gave us the Ten Commandments and follow in his ways so we can get to heaven. But there are consequences when we don't. And they need to know there are consequences for their bad actions. There are consequences for breaking rules, breaking laws. And if we just live in, let them live in a world without consequences where we're doing a disservice to But we them. give them the chance. and Because uh, the other good point here is we give them the chance to say sorry. Sometimes that also gives us a chance to say sorry because we do sometimes react in the moment. Yep. And then talk it through and yet still be able to reinforce the punishment. And by the way, folks, and then there's always the opportunity to show mercy mm-hmm. depending on the situation. We both have done that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes punishments have been reduced because of good behavior. So the sentence has been reduced. But that's also an opportunity to talk about mercy. Why am I showing you this mercy? Why am I reducing this? Well, because you've been doing this, this, and this. You've showed me yeah. that you... You, you show me remorse. You, and, you're sorry for it yeah. and you've really trying. And it's it's a it's been... It hasn't been an easy road disciplining eight children with eight different temperaments and personalities. I mean, and it's not going to, it's not getting any easier. It's getting <laughs> worse because we're, we're heading into a massive teenage shift. So we're going to be from two to four teenagers in a few short years. And then after that, it's just teenager after teenager. And it's, these are great years. And I think some people, some people dread the teenage years, you know, they say, oh my gosh, teenagers are the worst or teenagers this. And one of the things we've always adopted with our children and then always talked about making sure we do with our teenagers is keep an open line of communication. And that means we have to work at it to communicate because some teenagers will just, we're lucky that we don't have any in this type of a mentality, but some teenagers will just kind of shut down and they don't want to communicate right. with their parents anymore. And that happens. That that happens. But the fact is, if you're in that situation, you have a teenager who's kind of shut down, keep, keep reaching out, find something, find a way to connect with them, find a way to make sure that they know you're always trying, even if they're they're constantly shutting the door at you or whatever, but but they know you've always tried to keep that relationship going. It's not their job to keep the yeah, relationship don't let going. The first it's time, our job to keep the relationship going. And don't let the first time they hear from you, or the only times they hear from you is when you have to go and discipline, because that's not yes. going to solve any problems. Exactly. Even if, the, as Laurie's saying, even if those overtures of questions and Keep asking, how's your day going? How are you doing? So we talk about this with our eldest, great kid, tends to talk to Laurie a lot more than he talks to me. Not that I don't talk to him. He talks about sports with me all the time. And he has a good sense of humor. We talk. But when I'm one-on-one with him, I have to kind of pull, pull, pull. That's just his personality because same and, thing. Right. And so yeah. I ask questions. Sometimes I just let us be in silence. Mm-hmm. And then I just let something come up on the radio or something that we see and we talk about it. But I... Don't give up on it. Like, I don't get, oh, he hates me. He doesn't want to <laughs> talk to me. No, it's his personality. His personality and temperament is different than mine. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's a good and thing. And that's okay. But he knows that I do care mm-hmm. and I'm interested in his And life. I think that's, you've hit the key point of discipline 
I know, right? You just hit the key point of discipline is if, if the children know we love them yep. and we discipline because we love them, that's what we've been telling our kids for all these years. I mean, we, I'm, I know this might not make sense to you, little one right now, but I love you and I want you to go to heaven. That's why I need to show you the right way. Do you want to go? And, and I always ask this question. Do you want to go to heaven? Yes. Okay, then I'm showing you how to get there and we have to follow God's commands. We have to do what God asks of us. And obeying your parents is is one of God's commandments. So I have to help you get there. That's mommy and daddy's job to help you get there. So if they know they're loved, so in the moment, yeah, it can be horrible. You know, it can be horrible. They can say things like, I hate you. I've heard that many, many times over the years that I hate you, mom, or whatever. And I'll say, well, I love you, you know, and I smile because guess what? Uh, I know you really don't hate me, but you know, you just fine. You hate me in that moment, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's no skin off of my back. I'm just going to keep on living. But the reality is that, they know deep down we love them and that we're disciplining them out of love. That's why God disciplines us. I mean, he's disciplined his people for all of humanity's existence, that humanity has been disciplined out of love so he could guide us, mold us to be the people he wants us to be. And that's our job as parents to do that same thing for our children. Sounds like a perfect place to end. I agree. I think this is a long podcast. It's all right. <laughs> It's a big, important topic and one that gets a lot of kind of judgment thrown around. Yeah, you can't just be frivolous and talking about it. Yeah. So, so anyhow, thank you all. We hope this is a little bit helpful for you to hear our side of things. And thank you for joining us for another episode. Check us out on Facebook at the Raising 8 Facebook page. Check us out at Raising8.com. Net. I'm not, still not sh- I haven't posted any extra episode extras. I have to think about it. Yeah. Some of these are just not so obvious to me. No. Because like, it's not like we take a video of any, us. We um, haven't read any books. Disciplining our children. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a few. Uh, <laughs> that should go. Role well. plays. All real ones. I'll put <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll role play. <laughs> you be the child. I'll be the parent. And by the way, I now know only 20 people have ever listened to us, at least on Apple Podcasts. Oh, really? We only get 20 reviews. And it hasn't changed. But listen, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, oh, can you give us a review. Give us a one stop. We love those. <laughs> give us negative comments. He loves the negative comments because then we can talk about you in the next episode. But listen, if you do like us, just give us a five star review. As we pointed out in the past, that just helps us to get, helps the podcast to get more promotion. So it gets it out to more people. So if you think more people should be listening to it, do that. If not, don't. And we'll all move on with life. Well, this is another. This was was raising eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless.